Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping by before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. As I'm sure you know by now, Patreon is a subscription service where you can get access to extra stuff from Luke and myself, including uh, the continuation of my Waterloo Road fan fiction, our extended interview specials, our looks back at particular characters, reviews of other school-based shows, and of course the Waterloo Road Awards. We'll be looking at Series 7 and the Reboot series very soon. Loads of great stuff, all of which is available at patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed to the Patreon. So thank you to Tom Percival, to Eve, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram, Thank you to Becky, to Joe Buckle, to Kat, to Lottie Smith, to Eliza, who is on Instagram at WaterlooXRoad underscore. Thank you to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Joel, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Mel. Thank you to Georgia Leah, who is the Avocado Bath on both Instagram and TikTok. Thank you to Claudia Graham, to Emmy, to Matthew Kumar to Benji Wordsworth, who would like to shout out manholecovers.co.uk slash shop. Thank you to Leah, to Maddie, to Lou Parsons, and finally thank you to Natalie, who is on Instagram at NatalieTheBookReader. Your continued support is much appreciated, and if you listening now would like to join the list of shoutouts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast, the final episode in Rochdale before we make the move to Scotland. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. It is the Series 7 finale, the Rochdale finale. I am your Waterloo Road superfan, Tom Beasley, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson, who is firing up the bagpipes. How did we get getting here? Getting his kilt out of his wardrobe. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> What's funny is because um, the iPlayer app on TV has changed, so now it doesn't have your recently, like, continue watching at the top, oh, right. which is psychopathic. <laughs> um, so I had to go and search it, and I had to scroll through all the episodes of Series 7. Yeah. And this episode starts with Carl Stacker to step up and take responsibility for being a father, and it ends with him wielding a crossbow <laughs> at a school disco. Look, life comes at you fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Also, that crossbow is a Nerf gun, isn't it? It's just nothing. Uh, yeah, even when they're like, because um, there's the bit where they're like, sort of practicing firing yeah. it into that like bag thing. It doesn't look like it would do that much no. damage. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't kill you. Go in here. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, second, second. Always, oh, never, never longer than a peep show. <laughs> it's just. The, the thing that really upsets me, which is if you're going to do, we have a crossbow, yeah. and you're going to give it the amount of severity and build-up this is giving it, kill someone. Just actually kill someone. <laughs> because when it gets to its conclusion, I was so disappointed by it. <laughs> like, um, I, I made, like, 15 minutes in, I went, Trudy's dying. That's what's going to happen. She's going to get caught in the middle. It's going to be a big West Side Story kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going to click out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, but no, they just totally wussed it out. It does more damage to Josh than it did to that beanbag. Yeah. (laughs) Josh gets a scratch. um, And then if the twist is that Josh survives a crossbow bolt... (laughs) (laughs) And then gets hit by a van. (laughs) I hate this show. Like, this is just cartoonishly it's shite. Like, it's I, so bad. I remembered the ending being bad. I did not remember it being this bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Really bad. Okay, so the episode begins with um, Chalky excitedly talking to Michael about the prom. He's made a CD for the prom, which is a thing that they do, apparently. Um, Bit of dire straits, get the kids going. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got I've got questions oh. about music and dates later. Yeah. Um so um, Tom is sort of getting Josh. Josh is coming into school for the final day, um, and Tom says, "Oh, you're going to be the sharpest dude at the prom." Is, is sharpest? Is that foreshadowing the crossbow bolt oh, yeah, that yeah, will yeah. later? <laughs> he will indeed. 
So Finn walks in to to the the, the Clarkson Stevenson household and apologizes for being involved in another plot line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know Sorry, you've had, you've had quite a serious schizophrenia plot, and I'm supposed to be your best friend, but in yeah. my defence, I, I did I try to you know blow up my girlfriend's sister last week. Yeah. Um, um, I do. I, we don't get any information as to how Josh has been miraculously cured of schizophrenia in two weeks. He hasn't been miraculously cured, but he seems to be in. A better place. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's that quick. But... Who knows? We don't know what treatment he's had or what treatment is available. So, Kyle has ordered a crossbow to Tarek's house. We've got heat. (laughs) Is a crossbow heat? Maybe in in Viking times. Maybe. Yeah, they could have stormed the Bastille. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) The the Vikings did not storm the Bastille. Oh, this is what I wanted to check. Right, I'm going to go on Amazon right now. And I'm going to check how easy it is to buy a crossbow. Crossbow for adults. <laughs> you don't want a crossbow for kids. Archery recurve bow and arrow set. £30, £40. If I assume that means something. Um, 70, 60 quid? If you want a really good uh, bow and arrow, you will go 130 quid. Well, yeah, there, there is no regulation for this at all. No wonder they have crossbows and not guns. <laughs> well, Kyle says they got it from a dealer. But, they all, but it was it was really nicely professional. It was very packaged. well packaged. <laughs> the the cross the dealer wrapped it all in bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> the de- the de- he's a good dealer. I was say actually, I shouldn't be surprised. I have swords on my wall. Yes, and I didn't have to pass a background test no. to get them. No, um, so Carl's been kicked out of his house for dealing weed. By the end of the episode, it's very clear that the intention is to kill someone with this crossbow. Yeah, but in this initial discussion, Kyle says they need to properly scare Finn. Yeah. So the intention seems to be to scare him with the crossbow, mm. not to murderise someone with it. Yeah, you can scare him with anything. Like, there's just get three or four blokes, wrap him up a bit. They had a knife at him earlier in the series. Yeah. He's scared. Yeah. Um, do we want to do the bit now about the fact that they're called the Dale Sken crew, not the Dale Crossbow crew? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen a single gun in this series. <laughs> there have been no Skens. Yeah. If, if you didn't educate yourself at what a Sken was slang for... <laughs> yeah. In the first episode, you would have been non- you would have missed out on nothing. Yeah, oh, it must be crossbow. It must be crossbow. Um, but it goes to what I said. We said this really early on when Earl Kenny brings in a gun. I said six degrees of separation. I don't know how I'd get to a gun. Yeah, and clearly, it, you know, it's a miracle of um, policy work in this country that a, a gang that models itself on guns <laughs> can't even can't find get one. a gun. Can't get a gun. Um, I think the original leader of the Scan Crew. He had the gun. He could have got a, a scan. Yeah. He had access to scans. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's just a bit too small time. That's his problem. Yeah. Um, so, Ronan. Ronan is our king. Ronan is here. In his three months outside of school, Max, he yeah. has expanded into a separate business. Yeah. It says on the, the van is called Burley's Best Catering. Now, I think the name Burley might be tainted in this area. Yeah. <laughs> Given that one of the Burleys is so successful, (laughs) people are too scared not to book him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you watch those documentaries about the construction industry in New York all being run by the mafia. Catering in Rochdale is exclusively the Burleys. Capone's catering. (laughs) Isn't that. Oh, there's there's literally a Simpsons episode about this where Marge um, sets up her pretzel business Mm. and then. Homer hires the mob to help her. Right. Um, and she doesn't know. So she is like, wow, my pretzel business is going so well. It's because the mob is roughing up everybody else. I see. And maybe that's what's happened to Ronan. Ronan's maybe. like, I'm, I'm a really good chef and businessman, but he doesn't realise that the fear in his name is on getting people to yeah. use him. Um, so they use his van to like stash the bow in to get it through the metal detectors. It's very convoluted, this, yeah. isn't it? Um, it for, for a show that rarely ever gives a sh- about the pl- how the plot works yeah. they do a huge step process to get this in yeah because Kyle even says I'll just throw it over the fence yeah Ter- great idea just do that yeah. <laughs> teachers are patrolling friends <coughs> this isn't Abu Ghraib no. so uh, Finn uh, does the exposition for Josh about all the gang stuff that's yeah. happened since he was last in the he, show he fell into and out of a gang very quickly yes yeah uh, so uh, Alan from from the LA is in Michael's office um, he has sent letters to all the staff informing them of the closure before Michael can. 
Um, Alan does a lot of things in this episode just to be vindictive. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason they couldn't have waited until Michael told the staff. Yeah, I guess. But maybe this makes more sense if you watched it three weeks apart, not eight weeks apart, and we didn't watch the fact that his daughter was an alcoholic. Who, yes, I suppose. And we saw her you know, go through all that stuff at the school. Because I guess... But I guess, that never comes up, though. It doesn't come up. It needs to come up if it's going to be a part of the, the yeah. plot. So, uh, yeah, Tarek re- retrieves the, the bow. And there's something in the letter to staff... That's, that implies that Michael has, like, jumped ship to a new job. Yeah. And then he tries to explain, I only accepted Lorraine's offer after I heard that the school was going to be closed. Do you know who at no point gets told about any of this? Who's that? The parents? No, they're not, they're not a factor. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if your school was closing and your children were about to be moved somewhere yeah. else, there would have to be, have to be some form of... Yeah. Like, surely the council would have to get involved, right? You couldn't yeah. just write to the Secretary of State and say, close the school, because the yeah. council would have to be involved. What, what the show has done, as its focus has narrowed and narrowed and narrowed further into the school day, mm. is almost completely taken away the role of parents. Yeah, yeah. Except when they're explicitly relevant to the plot, like with Lisa Riley last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only time at which parents figure at all, or if the parents are teachers, like yeah, yeah. Sean with the with the, the with Jez's kids and yeah. then Tom with, with Josh. But yeah, pa- parents are not a factor in this story at no. um, So Michael offers the staff the chance to to come with him to this school in, in Scotland. Um, it's an independent school and Tom is like, well, I thought you had faith in the state sector. And so they have a quick back and forth about that. And then suddenly he goes, oh, actually, no, the state sector sucks. That's yeah. Um, I do hate the fact they've written moving the show to Scotland into the show. I just kind of wish if you're going to do it, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a crazy couple of months, wasn't it? <laughs> Ignore the fact it's now called Muck Waterloo Road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crude, crude stereotype. <laughs> and you would never, ever make lazy, snarky comments about Scotland or Scottish people. No, because I love the Scots. <laughs> We've been through um, that. Why are all the kids bringing their prom suits into school? I don't... Yeah. Because it happens in the school day. Yeah, Even yeah. the prom happens in yeah. the school day. <laughs> That, yeah, that just annoyed me. They will carry these big suits. It's your bags. last day of term, and then one of your teachers has you ironing your own suit. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Um, so weird. Um, I did notice there's a bit where so Eugene texts Finn. You know, you're a dead man. What's your note going to be? I don't know. Go, go, go. Or see if we've got the same note. Okay, go. Oh, well, I was. It, it's sort of a, a little move on to the next. Oh, bit. then no. Um, it's, I love the fact that Eugene says blood and fan, but he uses the right your in the text message. <laughs> that was not my note. No, that was not my note. Um, it's just like, yeah, you know, you have to respect the Queen's English. Yeah. My note is that, um, so Tarek is stashing the crossbow in his locker. What's written on the lockers? The S. No. Oh. It says Chloe and Dante in a heart. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's happened is they dressed those lockers in series one and they have not changed them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is what has happened. Right, I enjoy that. <laughs> what is it with people uh, who go to a school called Waterley Road and not dispatching of weapons? Because mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, isn't it? Just, oh, I have a crossbow. I will keep it safe is putting it in this locker, not smashing the crossbow <laughs> and putting it in a bin. Yes, Tarek had many opportunities to dispose of the crossbow. No. Michael is talking. Is now addressing the students. He does a big speech about how they're the most rewarding group of kids he's ever taught. Um, he thanks the staff, he thanks them, and then announces that the school is closing and that they were all going to have placements arranged for them at alternative schools in the area. Yeah. One thing I enjoy about this is like when... Because everyone has their own little individual plots. Yeah. That's happening. But when it gets to being about Waterloo Road, the institution, all of the kids go, I love this place. Yes. So you cut to Tarek applauding how great the school is <laughs> Finn applauding how great the school is while they're both embroiled in these long running and neither of them would care for it no, right no so Finn tells Trudy he's out of the gang but she doesn't really want to know um, for at least the next 10 to 15 minutes yep um, Michael Bizarrely is going door to door telling all the kids what their uh, school placements are because they have to go home and tell their parents yeah <laughs> Mum, I'm going to a new school. Where um, is it? <laughs> but because Alan at the LA is bad at his job and a mean person, mm. he has not really put much thought into them. So Phoenix hasn't even got a placement. He Ro- separated the two. Yeah, twins. Rona and Shona have been split up, which seems an absurd thing to do. No, an absurd thing to do. Yeah, the thing that I don't understand about like is it's just like oh, it's difficult to find places for kids with uh, you know uh, difficult histories, and it's just like. No, it isn't. No. It's literally... If they haven't been expelled, yeah. it is literally a legal duty for a school to offer them a place. 
So it's not like the schools don't get to say yes, no. Yes. It's, oh, it's, I, I watching this episode, Jack, I, Jack Chris, Rimmer got ousted from his job for trying to massage good kids into the school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just, yeah, I'm increasingly of the opinion watching this episode that none of the writers of these last few episodes have ever been to us. <laughs> no, no, it does feel like that. So there's some, some, like a little montage of the staff having interviews with, with Alan. Uh, and it, it transpires that there are very few jobs available at other schools in the area, and the ones that are available are not good jobs. Yeah. Surely there would be, because 600, 700 kids are about to be filtered to other schools yes. in the area. Surely there'd be more reason, and like, there was a budget for that school. That budget would then be distributed among the other schools. I, I, oh. Just because the BBC wants to make more programming in Scotland, yeah. do, we, do we make a new show or do we do something that makes zero sense? Yeah. And so I do kind of expect, I know this is ridiculous of me, I do kind of expect a show set in a British school system to maybe have some comprehension of what the British school system is like. Yeah, yeah. Now, Especially at what was a really politicised time for the yeah. British school system, the Govera. Like, there's a lot to talk about. And like, they, they sort of, Almost do independent versus state, and like almost, but they're not. They're not interested in talking about it because, as you say, yeah. the decision was not based on storyline. It was based on them wanting to do sh- yeah. more programming outside of England. Yeah. <laughs> when Michael's going around and telling them where, what school they're going to, yes. So he tells Emily that she's going to some scuzzer place. Scuzzer. If place, only yeah. Emily had a nice private school nearby that she can go to. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be a thing? Wouldn't that be a thing? <laughs> Um, and then Rona or Shona, I don't know, um, complains about going to a school full of freaks and pyros. Now, <laughs> yes. in the past four years, the school has both burned down yeah. and been destroyed by a digger. Yeah. There's someone that has shot a student. Yes. A, a, child, a child was taken away by a teacher yeah. and married off. It's... <laughs> It's just they just think they go. Oh, this school is the best based on what evidence? Yeah, because it's Waterloo Road. I don't want to go to a school where it's had a fire recently. The yeah. indomitable, the indomitable spirit of Waterloo Road. Yeah. Um. So Eugene and the gang get into the school through a broken bit of fence. Um. That's that's a, that's a gap in the security, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Could they have fed the crossbow through the hole in the fence? <laughs> yeah. Teachers were patrolling the gates so we couldn't throw a bag over them. <laughs> Five guys could just walk through. Um, Nikki is doing, as you sort of alluded to earlier, Nikki is doing a weird ironing class where they're ironing their suits for the it's prom. The, it's the last day of term. Given um, why do they need to iron suits? They've presumably hired. Surely the higher place would have ironed them. Yeah, I, yeah, I've never ironed a thing. No, and like you know, we hired suits quite recently for my wedding, and they were they were ironed beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Eugene and the gang... No, this has to happen during the school day. That's what I respect about <laughs> Eugene and the gang. A great devotion to grammar yeah. and the format. <laughs> they couldn't wait for Finn outside of the school gates. No. They had to force themselves onto yeah. school property. Um, so yeah, they come into the classroom and they start beating Finn up. Um, Josh gets involved, I like that. Yeah, Josh up, gets involved. At one point he picks up an ironing board. <laughs> but when you just... You had an, a iron, iron. an iron, an iron, surely. Iron in your hand. <laughs> Yeah. You just... In a life or death struggle, you go for the iron, I think. (laughs) So, uh, Michael comes in after being told by by Trudy, restrains Eugene and kicks the gang out. Um, And then he's talking to Finn and wants the names of the gang members. And Finn won't grasp, but then Josh encourages him to to speak out and he gives the names of the gang members. So, the full quote from Michael is, you just give me names. And then he says, look, Finn goes, I'm not giving you the names. Yes. Eugene Garvey does not command loyalty. Now give me names. Seems like you've already got the names, Michael. You've just full named a child <laughs> who has multiple times in the past couple of weeks broken on with an ankle tag. <laughs> he has broken onto your property. Yeah, but they know him. It's the other ones they don't. Yeah, know. but still, he's he's the ringleader. He is the ringleader. He is the the leader of the the Murray set. Question. The mark. Murray, yes, the Murray set. At uh, some point as well, I believe, because they're the fight. Michael is having a conversation when he gets interrupted for the fight. And in this conversation, Michael says continuity is important to these kids. Because that's yes. where they come up with the idea of a boarding school. Yes. Continuity is important. That's why we're going to take them away from their families to a place in Scotland. Because yes. <laughs> I always felt the more... I, you know, I could have you know, lived... Someone could have picked me up, taken me away from Newquay. 
um, and maybe live by myself in Aberystwyth. But as long <laughs> as I ha- lovely. As long as I had <laughs> the same teachers, yeah. I'd feel really stable and at home. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because a lot of the kids they choose ultimately to do this with are kids who do have they're not kids who don't have a home life. Yeah. There was a, there was a plot about Felix and Harley moving in with their dad. And by all accounts it's going well. Scout, foster care. Yeah. Denzel, mother, yeah. brother, <laughs> two brothers. Yeah. It is it's kind of baffling. Uh, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah. Um It's all a bit of a car crash, isn't it? Oi. Um, so Chalky at this point says to Michael that they can't guarantee the safety of the prom um, and they're going to have to cancel it. Yeah. And this goes nowhere. Why even introduce this as a thing for no reason? Yeah. It doesn't further any of the plot. The prom, like, you could have just not had this happen and everything else in the episode happens exactly the same Drum way. when Chalky was gang liaison? Is yeah. that why he's the one making the decisions about yeah, yeah. prom safety? So... Uh, Maggie is talking about excitedly about the prospect of maybe getting a job at the new school. Grantley's worrying that he's already burnt his bridges there. Yeah, but like again, even the the logic of this. Imagine you're going to set up this new elite independent school, and yeah. you're going to take Grantley, who no one has ever thought <laughs> yeah. was a good teacher. The no. only reason he's still there is he's too expensive to get rid of. Yeah, and why? But if you're Grantley, right, your wife's just died. Yeah, why wouldn't you take the redundancy package? Of course you take the It's a public package. sector redundancy package. It's going to be good. You've been there for 30 years. Yeah. You're probably, he's probably, what, 60 years he's old? He's probably 60, yeah. So he could probably start getting... There's no logic no. to this. That's just exactly what you do, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he, he should absolutely take the redundancy package. Um, Eugene and, and the gang are on their way out and they meet Tarek. And they say to Tarek, oh, you can have Finn all to yourself. Hope you've got plans for him. And Tarek says, we're going to get him at the prom. And uh, Josh is listening to all of this, and, and they just, all see that he's listening. Yeah, Josh, hide back. Because he's hiding very badly. <laughs> but they all see what he's listening. They see that he's listening, but that doesn't come back. Josh gets into trouble because he then goes down to the streets to start... Yes, if he hadn't gone looking for them, yeah. he never would have been in the situation he's so in he could, yeah. yeah, But then, then of course, it's because of the very thing, which is, uh, you know, Josh is Finn's best friend. Finn has every reason to trust Josh, no yes. reason to trust Tarek, but he chooses to trust Tarek over Josh for yes. reasons. Yes. Because of the stigma of mental illness, which they don't ever no. actually go into, even though they use it in this episode for Finn and for Ronan to not trust Josh. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Um, uh, Michael then introduces Lorraine to the staff and she like individually praises each of them um and michael says you know at least come and check the place out in scotland i'm running a coach trip during the school holidays yeah come and have a look yeah tom says he wants to stay behind for the kids what about the kids who don't have anyone to teach them because they don't have nowhere to go as like, even if you stayed behind you wouldn't legally be allowed to teach them where no. would you teach them well he sort of accidentally became chloe and mika's legal guardian didn't yeah, he? So yeah. <laughs> maybe he just assumes they'll become all of their <laughs> legal a, guardians there's a good spin-off isn't there yeah. where <laughs> Tom Clarkson is just living in a house with Denzel, Phoenix, yeah. Harley and Scout. That's <laughs> our next fan fiction written. Yeah. Um, um, so Matt says he's uh, he's not going to take the job in Scotland because he's going to apply to a school near Martha. Yes, in Bristol. In Bristol. That's where they all moved to. It's good. I'm, I'm glad we remembered she exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt had that big emotional growth in yes, of having to let all of this go, all that emotional turmoil, and three weeks later it's written away for him that he doesn't have to deal with it It's anymore. weird, because, like, you know, they got they got Chris Gear back to play Matt, and he yeah. hasn't really, other than that couple of weeks where he had a storyline. Yeah, it's not been for anything. No. But I guess Chris, you know, at this point again, Chris Gear was... Chris, he, he was less famous than he is now. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't <laughs> that, was he? He hadn't done This Is Us so, yet. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it would be like if... It'd be like bringing Jodie Comer back to the show... After she did Killing Eve, yeah. and then not giving her much of a plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the fella from uh, Bridgerton bringing him yes. in. Yeah, we've still got him to come. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Michael says that they're going to set up a fully funded boarding house, but he hasn't discussed this with Lorraine. Oh, is that going to cause a wrinkle? No. No, <laughs> no it is not. I guess the, the only thing this does to illustrate is that Michael is so committed that he will put yeah. his own job at risk. I guess to so. commit to those. Yeah, I guess right. that's what it does. But I yeah. suppose so. Um, so Chalky goes and tells the like prom committee of kids. Is this 
the fight they're finally coming good on Maddie being Trudy's like events officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it is, isn't it? Uh, Chekhov's events officer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chalky goes and tells the prom committee that they're going to have to cancel the thing. Um, but Maddie suggests that they actually do the prom anyway because once the teachers have left, they're not going to know. Yeah, the school that has been incredibly secure the last few weeks because of all the gang problems. Um, school proms ever at the school? Not in my experience. Nor mine. <laughs> They've always they always have been at the school for Wally Road, though. Yeah, but it's it's a very TV thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The location we've already got. Yes, we will dress that. (laughs) So yeah, this point was where Josh warns Finn not to like talk to Tarek, but Tarek is like playing nice, and they sort of suggest that oh, Josh, are you taking your medication? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's not like it's outrageous. Like I get it. A few weeks ago, Josh thought the plague was back. Okay. Yeah. You don't trust that. Yeah. Josh says I saw Tarek talking to people in a gang yes. who wanted to get you. And have been threatening you today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they were in the school, they threatened you. They beat you up. And they told Tarek <laughs> that they that he could get you. Yeah. Tarek, who is involved with another gang. Yeah. None of that is ridiculous. No. No, that's it's very plausible. Yeah. Um so Josh, because he needs a friend, he needs someone reliable who can support people in their crusading. And so he goes to Ronan. Yes, he always goes to Ronan. Not Lauren. <laughs> no, not Lauren, no. <laughs> Long time best friend, Lauren. No. Um, but, sure, why not? Ronan can drive, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be the main reason he's gone to Ronan. Um, and he wants Ronan to take him to Eugene's turf, to where they hang out. Yeah, because and Ronan's like, why are you hanging out with Eugene? What interaction did Ronan ever have with any of these people? Well, he knows them well. We find yeah. out later. Um uh, Lorraine is. She, she says she's. He he has a thing with Tarek, right? But Tarek wasn't in the same series as Ronan, was he? No. So later, when um, when they intervene, when Josh is going to be thrown off the car park, there's a little bit between Eugene and Ronan, where Eugene's like, "Oh, what is it, Ronan? Too good for the estate now." Okay. So they're known to each other. Right. Okay. It seems like maybe Ronan is from the from the Murray estate, but he wasn't because we saw his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do sense. not know. No sense. Um, but again, this is a bit like bringing back Jodie Comer not asking them to do anything because Ronan comes back for a week to do. Did, what? did Ronan and Vicky live on the estate? No, they had a nice flat, like yeah, yeah. In, in the the, the, the the like waterfront development yeah, where yeah. Uh, Dante and Chloe lived. I don't know. I hate this um, show. So yeah, Lorraine's unsure about this concept of the schoolhouse, um, but she eventually sort of agrees to it. And and Sean keeps saying we when she talks about the school, so they assume that she's in. Yes. for the new the new school. I love the idea that she didn't mean to do that. Yeah, yeah. Ac- accidentally ended up moving to Scotland. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> All those times you accidentally have to move to Scotland. So uh, Maggie goes in to see Alan from the LA, who is, because he's a bad person, he's not really there to work. He's doing the crossword. And then mm. he just bins Maggie's CV because he's bad. And he's circling the word psycho. Yeah. Because subtext. Because bad. <laughs> bad things are bad. Um, so... Uh, Josh and Ronan, they, the, the first place they go is the car where Kyle is living. Yeah. That's not anything to do with Eugene. That's no. a different story. Yeah, it's just, it's so they can again try to do that whole social context thing. Of this is why Kyle wants to murder someone with a crossbow. Because yeah. he's angry. And then at the end of the life. episode, he's going to yell out, and go, at least I'll have a bed because it's actually a tragedy as if we haven't just been writing him stupid it's like they've written nine weeks of episodes they've got actually maybe we should address some of the social social economic factors that would make Kyle Stack do this yeah so um, Kyle and Tarek are then talking about um, so they're, do, they're practicing the crossbow firing um, and they're pondering whether Eugene is actually setting a trap for them Tarek's having second thoughts about the whole crossbow thing anyway um, but then Kyle threatens him with it and says, you know, you're going to go through yeah. with it. As, as if Kyle Kyle keeps being surprised when Tarek backs out of things. Yes. Tarek will earnestly, earnestly, earnestly say, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Then they'll threaten him and go, of course I'll do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he is a fair weather gangster. He is. He? he is. But that's, that's to be fair, that's consistent. Yeah. Because that's what he was like in prison as well, wasn't it? That, like he'd yeah. act the gangster, but actually he had a really tor- terrible, a really terrible time. Yeah. Easy for you to say. Ronan and Josh are just aimlessly driving around the Murray estate asking people if they know where the local gangster is. (laughs) It's very odd. So, right, okay. Denzel eggs Phoenix on to ask Scout to the prom. Yes. 
how many weeks ago were they fighting each other about the prospect of getting with Scout? Yeah. Three weeks ago? Yeah. It was, Two in the, weeks it was ago? In the previously on or the last time. Yeah. It's like it's baffling to me. Mm. That was their storyline, was that they were having a little love triangle over Scout. Yeah. But then she went and married Delillo. And now Denzel's like, yeah, yeah. Go for it, Phoenix. Maybe Denzel's just smarter and he goes, actually, at some point she's left to divorce that man. I don't want to be involved with part of that. Because the whole thing was like, Denzel fancied her and Phoenix was like, wow, she's already been with me. Why would she trade down to you? Um, and it was a bit of tension between them. <laughs> it seemed like Denzel went, no, nah, fair point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be a trade down. I want, yeah. what's, <laughs> I want what's better for her. No, back yourself, Denzel, back yourself. So then Trudy kisses Finn and everyone cheers and applauds because they're all invested apparently. I see. I was just convinced Trudy was going to die. <laughs> it did. It, yeah, it is like it's, the sort of too good to be true setup, isn't it? Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Ronan starts questioning Josh's story. Um, and this leads Josh to, to run off alone. And then immediately the gang find him and take him in a car. I don't like this because the Ronan Bernie that we knew would never do this. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't leave Josh. He, he was a ride or die. No, this yeah. is not our Ronan. Yeah, this is not our Ronan. Absolutely not. Um, so uh, Josh, while he's in the car, manages to like surreptitiously. This is ridiculous. Call Ronan, and then's like, where, "Where are you taking me, gang?" And they immediately give the exact Google Maps coordinates <laughs> yeah. of where they're taking him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little bit hard to find using the sat nav. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to look for the pub yeah, on yeah. that road and then turn right. Yeah, okay? if you hit the Asda, you've gone too far. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> double back. Yeah. And then they go, "Oh, he's been calling someone. Should we change our plans?" No, no, no. <laughs> No, we put it in the sat nav now. <laughs> um, it's oh, I hate it. So um, and Eugene, uh, like so, because when they gather and put him into the car, yeah, G- Eugene says that Finn has snitched. How would they know that he snitched? And also, if he has snitched and the police are around, that would mean they've come to arrest him, yeah. for trespassing, you know, at the school, etc. And then Eugene says, the feds are all over us. We don't have feds. <laughs> no, we don't have feds. We, people, some people do refer to the police as the feds because it's sort of imported slang from America. But we, still, we don't have feds. Come on. Uh, no, I think that's okay. We don't have press charges. We don't have feds. <laughs> like, we don't actually have feds, but I think we do have the slang. Oh. My, my uh, deep knowledge of gang culture tells me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> much like Chalky. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an expert in gangs. Um... So uh, we see Ronan he- hearing the message and getting Tom and they, they go off. Uh, and then Eugene and the gang have got Josh on like the edge of this like car park railing and they're going to throw him off. Mm. I love the fact that Tom, Ronan goes, we need to go to Josh right now. He's in trouble. Okay, so your son is in trouble. Do you pick your coat up, coat up first? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a bit nippy out. <laughs> Tom, very high up on the uh, yeah. car park, you say. Be breezy up there. Um, Eugene is a great villain. You know how I know this? Because he reveals his evil plan to Josh. (laughs) He says, oh, I've subcontracted. Um, You know, Tarek's going to deal with Finn for me. Um, And then Tom and Ronan arrive, and because an adult has appeared, the gang disperse. It's just just so preposterous, because these, again, we don't know the scale of this gang. As far as we're concerned, they're teenagers being a bit of, like, bully boys. Yeah. Eugene's there saying, this is my area. People yeah. know you from fear me. He's about to throw a child off of, yeah. a, of, a, off of a roof. All of these kids are in on it. And it's like, I know, he's been reported to the police today. Yeah. So if you've been reported to the police for breaking into a school and punching Josh yeah. in the face, and then later that day, Josh is thrown off a, <laughs> a, a, car bolt, park, a car park. On or near the Murray estate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, I know the criminals don't have to be smart, mm. but the writers have to be, mm. surely, right? Mm. You just totally. have to... Oh, it's yeah. so annoying. Um, yeah, I, I, I long for the actual palpable menace of, like, Earl Kelly. Yeah. Where, you know, anything could happen. Um, but yeah, then Eugene's, like, giving a bit of bravado to Ronan, saying, oh, long time, Ro, too good for the estate now. But so, if... So... Have Eugene and the Murray set stepped into the void left by the loss of the Burleys? Potentially, but the Burleys never lived on the estate. Because <laughs> it was posh house because of all their money. Yeah. All their ill-gotten gains. But maybe the the Burley gang members like ran that estate. Yeah. Even though, obviously, Martin Kemp was too good um, to be there. Yes. Um, Cock- Cockney Kemp, Kemp. Yes. With his bank son. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm still not over that. 
<laughs> so Tom then was like squaring up to Eugene. He wants to have a fight with him, saying, "Oh, you know, I've already lost my job, so I'm up for it." But then Eugene leaves. Yeah, exactly. Let him punch a kid. Yeah, he's been desperate to. He has. Um. So uh, Michael then uh, the kids are ready to to leave at the end of the day. They're all putting their ties on the gate because it's the end of the school. Um, and then Michael sort of says, you know, can I have a minute of your time before you leave? And he pitches the like boarding house to them, says the school will become like your second home. He says, tells them he's arranging this coach trip. And no, you don't need to make a decision until until that. Yeah. It feels like they do need to make a decision before that because the other schools would have to prep for it, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. But who cares? It's fine. And the kids then travel up to go see it without their parents. Yeah. So uh, Sean is taking... I hate this show... So Sean is taking the job in Scotland uh, because the kids are going to move back in with their mum. But they talk about, you know, visiting. Um, and then Michael wants Tarek to come to Scotland, get away from the DSC. Get away from it. And so then Tarek sort of agrees to this and he's hiding the crossbow in the changing room. And the song playing is a song called Easy Way Out by Gautier. Did you know he had another song? No. <laughs> Yeah. He's just somebody that we used to know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was like, we couldn't breeze past it without doing it. And I was like, like if I make the setup really clunky, does it make it better? Yeah. How obvious do I need to make it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, am I gonna, is Tom going to say something that can make it organic for me to say it? No, no. I'm just going to throw it out there, let it happen. So, the, the kids arrived for the prom, and like Matt saw them bringing in the equipment earlier, and Matt sort of agreed to sort of let them do it. But he's later into the school. Finn's prom. Finn's dressed as Dracula. Yeah, is it? Dracula? <laughs> he's like slicked all his hair back. He looks like it's bizarre. It's deeply weird. Um. So Kyle is sort of lurking around trying to get in. Tarek says, "Oh, you know, the crossbow's gone, so it must have happened." The teachers are still at the school. They're in the staff room and they're like t- having a toast. And Matt's like, "Hey guys, should we get out of here and go to the pub?" But then they hear music playing and they're like, and Grantley's like, oh, well, you could loosely describe it as music. Yeah. Um, and then there's another thing downstairs where it's, it's, is it Maggie or someone makes a comment about all oh, this sort of music? Yeah. It's not modern music. No. It's play, play that funky music by Wild Cherry, which is a 70s track. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, like, right slap bang in the era for these teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just imagine, again, like, being a 17-year-old, you're, you had full reign over the music at your own prom, yeah. and you go, got this one for yeah, you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you back to yeah. the mid-1970s. It might be explained why it's the lowest energy party I've ever seen. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, so the music, like, stops as the teachers walk in, um, and Finn's like, oh, you know, the doors are locked, it's safe, and we just want to say goodbye to this place. And then they uh, they join the prom. Yeah. And they said, yeah, sure, whatever. So there was no need to cancel the prom anyway no. if it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, at some point here, Trudy dutifully accepts all of the blame for radicalising Finn. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah, that's nice that we're doing that. That's wrapped up before they go off into the uh, land of uh, yeah. Thick and Marley. <laughs> so Sean uh, had found Maggie's CV... Um, that had been put in the bin and notices that she has experience in foster care. And so her and Michael offer Maggie the job of being the house mistress at the, the new boarding house. Yeah. Tenuous related experience a long time ago means that you're expertly placed to do this now. Yes. Um, and she says, well, if I'm going, Grantley comes with me because we're a pair. Yeah. And Grantley is a notoriously dreadful teacher no one would want anywhere. Yes. Take the redundancy. Yeah. So uh, uh, Josh then shows up. Um, what they could have done is... They could have said, because we had a long-running storyline about how Grantley was having to pay for Fleur's fees. Yes. So you could have had him say, why don't you take the redundancy? You've been here for so long. Mm. He goes, because I had to you know, remortgage the house or whatever, mm. all of these things, it means that I'll, I need my job yeah. to keep going. For, I need to work for five, ten more years. Yeah. I can't stop now. Yeah. But no, he used to go to Scotland and be killed off. <laughs> um. So Josh reveals Eugene's plan to Ronan, and uh, Ronan and Tom and Josh then go to rush to the school to thwart it. Yeah, there's lots of rushing for Ronan today. Yeah, lots of rushing. He came to serve sausage rolls, <laughs> and he's put 700 miles and, and, and on the his, car. his patented little plastic tubs of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle, is, he breaks into the school, and he's sort of looking around for this crossbow. Tarek then says to Trudy, oh, you know, I'm happy for you and Finn. I'm leaving the gang. And then he says to Finn, oh, you know, make sure she, she gets home all right. The fact... 
the gang isn't what made Finn hate... No, isn't what made Tarek hate Finn. No, they were they hated each other way before. So he, he can't possibly quash this. No. I guess I guess what he's saying is, I'm fine with you two being together and I'm leaving the gang, so that's both of our beefs gone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in one fell swoop. There we go. Um, and then he asks Emily to dance and she just pies him off. Because <laughs> yeah. Emily is unconscionable chaos, but at least she said, she said that right. Yeah. And then Scout and Phoenix are kissing and Denzel's very happy about this, despite the love triangle from like two watch. weeks ago. <laughs> He's very I'll just watch. It's peak I'll just watch. Um, so Maggie's like, oh, none of this rubbish music. And she puts on achy breaky heart. And ev- everyone joins in, even Michael's line dancing. <laughs> What would have been delightful is I like the idea that they're all there line dancing in a line, obviously. Um, as they then, all want to do. And then this, the episode ends as Kyle stands up with the crossbow and he's pointing <laughs> all of the main characters are in the line. And it's like, is it like the end of series seven or something of The Walking Dead? Where there was like, oh, who did Nagan <laughs> oh, kill? Oh yeah, who did Nagan kill? And yeah. they had all the, the posters and you do that, but it's for Kyle Stack yeah. shooting someone with a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. They're very much on the same cultural level, Nagan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nagan and Kyle Stack. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Nagan then go on to become like one of the main characters of the show? Yeah, he's like, still in it. Part think, of their group. I can't make sense of The Walking Dead. No, days. I've only seen... I tell you what, I've watched... That marketing campaign worked because I, I I just wanted to see who he killed. See, I, <laughs> I, I want to watch it just so I can see who he killed. Yeah, but I so, know who he killed. So yeah, so I, I've seen the first like 20 minutes or whatever of that episode yeah. and I've seen episode one of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, that's, it's that's, not good television. No, so I've heard. That's why I've never yeah. really bothered. Um... But this, however... So, Michael <laughs> Michael has offered Janice the secretary job at the new school, um, and then she says, oh, I need to sort my passport out. Mm. Lovely stuff. Lovely bit of business. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so Kyle finds the hidden crossbow, and then Tarek notices it's missing, and he rushes in to try and warn Finn, and then he wants to warn everybody. Um, and then Team Ronan burst in. <laughs> Ronan, Josh, and, um, and Tom... And then uh, Kyle tries to shoot Finn with the crossbow. Where's Kyle? Where? And he just stands on the middle yeah, of the he's, stage. He's, he's lit. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't be more visible. He's not in the ducts or anything. No. no. Um, and then Josh sort of gets in the way and takes a glancing blow on the arm from the... Yeah, all of that for a flesh wound. It's so annoying. They really react to it, though. Like it's like... Yeah. life oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like... Even in the moment, you can see it's just a glancing blow. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even like they leave us in suspense and then we find out it was a glancing then, blow. I have questions about the response of the ambulance. <laughs> the paramedics go, oh, what's that? You've got, you got a graze on your arm. Better strap you to a chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally strap him down. you've got, down. like, Tom solemnly getting in the ambulance with him. Like, they, would they even take you to hospital? Possibly not. No. Probably not. Yeah, they say, do they say drive yourself down for some stitches? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, but before they go away, so Michael again does his thing where he gets whoever it is, so he gets Kyle. Yeah, and then Kyle's taken away by cops, and they're all like pantomime, like <laughs> as he gets in the, the cop car. Yeah, they, at least I have a bed. It's like stop trying to make this a thing. <laughs> Like, do it from the start, okay? Make Kyle getting sucked into the gang the story, yeah. and then don't try and do that right at the end. Yeah. Um, so Michael says, before they get in the ambulance, Michael says to Tom, oh, you and Josh should come to Scotland. Um, sure. Okay, And then sure. Finn, Finn and Josh have their little reconciliation, and they have a cuddle. And then because they talk about the attractive relocation package as well. So is that... So as part of this, this elite school, yeah. she is going to hire teachers exclusively from a failing school and then also buy them new homes. Yeah, imagine if you're one of the, the like, Glaswegian teachers yeah. who doesn't get the fancy home. No, no. But all the teachers from Rochdale have got these yeah. school-paid-for homes. Preposterous. Um, so it then cuts to a sign showing that the Waterloo Road school site is going to be housing, which indeed the actual site where it was filmed yeah. is. Um, £75,000 for a house. I beg. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd absolutely love that. Um, everyone's piling onto this coach, and Michael says to Tarek, "Oh, this is clean slate," which I think is what he said in the first episode where he was with him. So it's like a, a yeah. callback. But also, you know, this is his third chance. It's not a second chance anymore. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it was, la- it was they were the last chance kids. Yeah. yeah. And now this is another chance after the last chance. Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone as happy as Grantly is since his wife died? <laughs> <laughs> He's just so ecstatic that his wife is dead. He is. He is. 
Um, and then as the, the coach pulls off, there's a song called Sail Away, which I imagine will be our play-out song. But it's not like the one that you know, right? No, no, it's not a famous song. But it's like a sort of indie... But like, if you're thinking Sail Away... Yeah. Sail Away... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you wouldn't think whatever this is, no, right? It's, it's by The Rapture. Oh, bloody hell. Um, Can we play the one that I just... Hugged? No. Oh. Um, Phoenix and Scout are like snogging on the coach. Um, Denzel's still very happy about Phoenix yeah, and Scout yeah. snogging. I'll just um, watch. Yeah, he, he wants to stop on the border... So that he can send a photo to his mum, who's not involved in the... Who's not, who has no in say in him being relocated. Yeah. To are we supposed to believe that this is just the trip up to sea? Well, that's what this is, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I thought when Tom and Josh moved out of their home and only took a bag each. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is this is the like the fact-finding <laughs> yeah, trip. Yeah, the fact-finding trip for the decision they've all made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is it. Um, so, uh, and then, so they get out, and Chalky's taking this group photo... And Grantley sort of proposes to Maggie, and then Maggie's like, I'll do it properly. So he gets down on one knee and proposes to her. And then a runaway van screeches towards them. <sighs> I love this. And then Michael's like, no, nah, get out the way! And then it's the end. Cut to black. Because we had a whole thing about Swan might get shot with a crossbow yeah. based on character and plot. <laughs> we deal with that yeah. with a scratch on the arm and then we get to the moment where just, for some reason, some of these characters might be randomly killed. Yeah. It's basically all of these people had an open contract negotiation and whoever said <laughs> yes survives and whoever says no doesn't come back. Yeah. So that's the end. That's the end of Rochdale. At the end of Rochdale, the end of... The, I don't know which characters. They've all been brutally cut down <laughs> by that man. That's the twist. There are no returning characters because they're all dead. <laughs> Did you, did you like any of this last episode? No. I thought it was quite sort of ridiculous and fun. It's not very good. No, but I don't I, like... I, I tend to like Waterloo Road when it goes a bit a bit. It's odd because you don't accept that for movies. No. When you, you don't like So Bad It's Good movies. No. No, I, I don't think this is So Bad It's Good, though. I don't think that's right. I think it's like... It, it's not great, but I sort of enjoy it. It's not like... It's not that the badness is what makes it enjoyable. That's the mm. thing. That's the difference between so bad it's good mm. and this is just sort of... I just like it. It's just preposterous. Yeah. Because um, like something like The Room, the reason people like watching The Room is because it's so terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like watching any of this. No. Um, would you like to, to guess who's not in it? Okay, but... It's a long list. So, because the thing is with this as well is because we'll dance around the edge of spoilers, won't we? With... Yes. There are a few names on this list which I will not read out. Okay. Um, and we assume it's because they've been killed by a van. Possibly. Right, okay. Um, uh... I'll tell you what, it's a long list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was saying, do you know, don't let me guess. So, there are some obvious ones. Matt is not back. Yes. Um, Finn is not back. Finished school. Yeah. Um, Emily is not back. Yeah, because again, it's it's not outrageous because they're moving to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lauren is not back. Finished school. They gave <laughs> some of the kids an exit storyline. Lauren has been there for a long mm. time. I would say probably because she was she pre Josh as well, or was she in the? Josh? I think Lauren and Finn were sort of this. Lauren might even be earlier. Yeah, because I feel like she was because Josh was the merger. Yeah, Lauren was sort of... She was, like, attached to people who were already there, wasn't she? Yeah, like Amy and Scout... Uh, not Scout. Sam. Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lauren Lauren is one, definitely one of the longer-serving young yeah, cast Yeah, she members, gets no, no, no goodbye. She got to be happy that Josh was there. Yeah. Um, it's the final appearance of Ronan, unsurprisingly. Um, it's the final appearance of Rona and Shona. Um, it's the final appearance of Trudy and Naz. Obviously, yeah. Um, it is the final appearance of Eugene. Well, um, how will we cope? It is the final regular appearance of Kyle Stack. Don't tell me he makes an appearance <laughs> in Scotland. And also Maddie Diamond. She did say she was going to visit. Oh, yeah. Um, it's also the final uh, regular appearance of Nikki Boston. Okay. So, but she was only recent. Oh, I don't get this. <laughs> Should we recently so, introduced? That's the list. Right. Cool. And obviously there's the spectre of, there's, yeah. in that group, that were in that photo. That dream team ending. The dream team. It's very dream team. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't mind But at that. least even the dream team ones, it used to be a um, 
one of the players did something. Yeah. A manager had a, re- had not, a gripe. Not everything is fine and the story's finished. Suddenly, bam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it based on storytelling or character? No, nothing. Just, yes. It just happens. Yeah, I remember it being over the top and silly. I don't remember it being that badly done. Yeah. I guess because uh, um, what... like they don't even bother to offer like a reason for what for the van like veering. No, no, it's just driving down a road and then it's uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't enjoy it. The um, I guess what they needed to do though is because they they they're already walking the six people left who are watching this show. Yeah, they are walking them towards going to Scotland yeah. and go. This is ridiculous. I need to have a reason to watch. Yeah, that's what it so is. So they give you the cliffhanger yeah, to say who survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. I guess you know Tom and Grantley are in that pack are well known long long serving characters. You go, oh, I want to see if they they live through. Yeah. But the show goes on for three more series after this. Yes. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine Se- seventy more episodes? Can you imagine? <laughs> Any show being this bad <laughs> and getting 70 more episodes. To, like Net- Netflix will give every show two series yeah. and then if 100 million people don't watch it, they'll cancel it, yeah. even if it's good. it's This is unbelievable. It doesn't fit consistently with anything I know about how TV works in the modern world. Yeah. Waterloo Road doesn't play by the rules, though. No. It this, this, because I read a lot of books about it, this and The Wire. <laughs> the Wire, the greatest TV show ever made, no one really watched, but they allowed it to keep going. And be- Waterloo Road, the second greatest because TV it was, show ever you know, <laughs> Because it was so good, they knew it would carry on for years, mm. you know, have a cultural cachet. But, and then it's this show, just like, you know, no one, it's not good, no one's watching it, but let's just keep making 70 episodes. Yeah. Because we're the BBC and we committed to Scotland. Yeah, so when um, I was reading up, because I was I was reading up to see if it had like, if it was known before it aired that they were going to Scotland, mm-hmm. and it was, it had all been announced, and they announced an initial fifty episodes. So they announced series eight and series nine, basically. Fifty episodes, and so then that means that series ten was an extra commission that it went so well that they commissioned twenty more. <laughs> <sighs> Great. Quality stuff. Well, 70 more. It feels so bad to me that we've done so much and we're still not, too, we're not three quarters of the way yeah, through. Yeah, it's crazy. Because I, I think of Scotland, like when I look back on the show, I think of Scotland as like the final like death throes of it. Yeah. But it's it's like a third of the show's run. Yeah. It's, it's, proper, <laughs> it's proper, proper glory era is 20 episodes. Yeah. At a push, you could say 40. <laughs> And then 160 dreadful episodes happen afterwards. <laughs> well, bye-bye, Rochdale. We have to say hello to Scotland very soon. Yeah. And play-out song, I think, is going to be Sail Away by The Rapture. Sail away. Not sail. that one. Oh. <laughs> but yes, we'll see you in can Scotland. You, can we... Um, uh... Can we make a promise that when you do the intro for the first call? No, no, we can't. You do it in an accent. No. <laughs> it doesn't no. have to be a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I can't make that promise. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Groundskeeper Willie is introducing this episode. <laughs>